Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Fun-filled show for you today, folks. And this podcast, as a reminder, is brought to you by Rock Auto, where amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need is, visit, is by visiting rockauto.com. And be sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. What a wild weekend in the world of sports, but more specifically, a wild weekend in the realm of college football. Folks, this is insane. And in fact, uh, I'm recording this podcast. I I had some guest work, and you know, I know I've been playing a lot of guests here on this podcast, which some of you have really liked and some of you have not, but that's okay. Uh, You know, I've been doing that mainly just to get another voice on here, but uh, with the news that came out today and has been coming out over the past few days, I feel like... It was best served just to come right out and make this podcast as quickly as possible, and then I will publish this podcast as soon as I get done recording it and producing it. So that way, uh, I keep everybody up to date on the latest information. Because who knows? But you know, you could be listening to this on Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., and everything I'm saying has nothing to do with anything because everything's changed. So it's going to be really difficult. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but I wanted to start, of course, with the big news about college football in general and about how uh, the season. Is, is still on course at this point for the Power Five conferences, but it definitely was not a decision or not a story that was done and handled very well by specifically the Big Ten. So just to kind of walk everybody through it, and I'm going to try to go through it as, as easily and as clearly as I can because this has been something that's just been – it's been a wild day. And if you follow me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors, you would know. It's just been – it's been insane. So anyways, let's just start with uh, waking up this morning. And when I wake up, you know, I'm always trying to check Twitter and kind of see and get an idea of what's going on. Well, I get on Twitter, and what was happening overnight was nothing short of incredible, where we had a lot of players from all different college football programs putting out messages and graphics saying, we want to play. We want to be out there on the field. We want to play. We're tired of not having a voice, so here's our voice we want to play. So it was a very strong message sent by a lot of the key players, one of them being, of course, Trevor Lawrence, who is the arguably the best player in college football right now. He was really the one that was uh, heading it up. So anyways, I wake up in the morning and I see a Hunter Yurichek, AD of Arkansas, tweet out on behalf of the Razorback football team that includes my son and each of the Arkansas Razorback student-athletes that I represent, serve, support, and care for, fight for, and love, hashtag we want to play. And Sam Pittman shortly after that. The way our student-athletes have handled these uncertain times is incredible, and our staff is so proud of them. As the head coach of Razorback football, hashtag we want to play. Now, it's significant because Sam Pittman and Hunter Yurchek were one of the first 80s and coaches, respectively, to come out and say this. And then it's really started gaining some ground. So everyone's like, wow, this is a great message. This is great. Got to see everybody saying, we want to play, we want to play, we want to play. Until... It was being reported, and this wasn't just uh, hearsay or rumor mill. This is talking about legitimate reporting from legitimate reporters that the Big Ten would be canceling the football season today. And all hell broke loose. None of it made sense. The timing was so dumb because just days, just last week, less than a week ago, is when you had the schedule put out for the Big Ten schedule. Like, it was all put together. And then just days afterwards, they're like, ah, no, we're not playing. So when this happened, 
the question started becoming risen up of, okay, so what changed here? What changed? Because not only was it the Big Ten, but it was the Pac-12 that was looking to cancel their uh, schedules as well. And with the Big Ten specifically, apparently 12 of the 14 presidents from the Big Ten schools voted against having college football season where Iowa and Nebraska uh, were the only teams that said, no, we want to play. And so that already kick-started what ended up being crazy because then you started having all different types of people come out of the woodwork saying, we want to play. And then you had the the players from the Big Ten Conference saying, we want to play, even joking, hey, let's go join the SEC if we're not going to be able to play. You had that. You also had the fact that uh, coaches like Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day and James Franklin of the most prominent, arguably the most prominent schools in the Big Ten say, we want to play. We feel like this can be done. And it just turned into insanity. And so as, I, as I'm following this real time, it makes me wonder, okay, presidents at universities, are they important? Of course. But when it comes to this topic, when it comes to this, new, it's going to be in the power of the coaches, power of the ADs, and power of the players, and that's exactly where it all started. Because then you had players and coaches and everybody saying, we want to play, we want to play, we want to play. And it just turned into a madhouse. And then the SEC players, like everyone started coming out and saying, we want to play football. We're tired of this. We're tired of not having a voice. Let us come out there and take the risk. And if, and if we end up paying for it, then that's on us. But we want to have the choice. We want to have a decision. So let's get this started. Let's get it going. So much pressure mounted, and it kept on just building and building and building until the Big Ten had to, had to have a decision made. They had to do something. So then a league spokesperson around, uh, let's probably say it was around noon, maybe 1 o'clock today, from the Big Ten said that no vote has been held as far as canceling the season. Yeah, because you backtrack. It got to the point, folks, where President Trump tweeted out and quote tweeted Trevor Lawrence's uh, tweet about in the graphic about, you know, we want to play. He says the student athletes have been working too hard for their season to be canceled. Hashtag we want to play. Even the president was on top of it. You had Greg Sankey throwing just darts at the Big Ten saying, be patient, take time when making decisions. This is all you this is all new and you'll gain better information each day. And the SEC has been deliberate at each step since March, slowed return to practice, delaying first game respect to respect the start of the fall semester. He's saying the same stuff. And then Scott Frost of Nebraska comes out and says, like, hey, listen, if the Big Ten doesn't have football this year, we'll, we'll have other options in place. We'll go and leave. I mean, it got wild. So this as the latest thing, and this is according to Kirk Herbstreet, and this just happened minutes ago of recording this podcast. He says, to be clear that the Big Ten and their impending announcement is that they're not looking to cancel the season. They're looking to delay the season, which to me shows they backpedaled. They backpedaled faster than an SEC defensive back. Like, they knew what was at stake. But I say all this to say, say all that to say this, folks. We all have our opinions on this matter. And, and they're all going to be heard, and we're all going to express them in different ways. I understand it, and I respect it. That being said, though, there's more to this than just me or you. I want the choice to be made by the individuals that are taking the risk. Not by me. Not by you. Not by presidents. Not by any of those. The choice ultimately needs to lie in the laps of the players themselves. 
if the players and the players' families get together and say, we want to play, then by George, let them play. If it's their choice and they know the risk and they know the problems that could arise, they understand all that, then let them play. And if they want to opt out and they don't want to play, then let them not play. Honor their scholarship. Keep them in school. Do all the stuff you still promised them and respect their decision. That's it. I don't understand why this has to be such a difficult situation. I don't understand why this has to be such a controversial discussion. Let them play if they want to play. If they don't, that's fine too. Make it simple, don't overcomplicate, and let's play ball. That's all I got for you. Folks, the podcast today, of course, as you know, is sponsored by Rock Auto. And with the increasing number of makes and models to vehicles, it's pretty much impossible to find all the parts you need for any of your vehicles at a traditional storefront. So why deal with any of that? Why even go in there? You got to put on your mask. You got to go searching around. You got to try to find someone to help you and they can't do it. That's what rockauto.com is for. It's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. And if you go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts, you'll see hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your, to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and it is the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend twice as much for the same parts? So just go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you because at rockauto.com, they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Folks, did you see the Arkansas schedule? I know you did. I did. I did. You know, it seems like it was just so long ago, which I know is Friday afternoon, so it's, it has been a few days, and I'm sure all of you have been thinking about it and, and wondering about it. And I just, like, I sat back, and when I saw that Arkansas got Florida and Georgia, it didn't surprise me. It didn't surprise me. I, it was uh, more annoying to me because I'm like, really, really, Florida and Georgia, the two best teams in the East. So Arkansas gets to play, you know, the two best teams in the East, arguably the third best team in the East also in Tennessee, as well as the SEC West, which literally has like five teams that could probably be in a New Year's Six Bowl if they wanted to. Thanks, 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 SEC. Appreciate it. I I saw all that and I just shook my head and I laughed. Now let me be clear that I'm happy to play football. I'm, I'm I don't care who it is, and I know that Coach Pittman and Hunter Yurchek they don't care who it's up against. Everyone just wants to play football, and that's what we all want to do. And uh, so I'm going to be I'm not going to complain about it. I, I'm not. I, I will say that it is just karma, I guess, for, for everything that Arkansas has, has had to put up with. Eh, what's one more? It's one more uh, chink in the chain there. But anyways, you know, I would say that when I saw that, I was, I was a little, like, baffled by it. But 
You know, it's funny because the reasons people were throwing around and saying this is just so disrespectful to Arkansas and how dare the SEC, you know, do this to them. No, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. Folks, the SEC needs their best teams in the college football playoff. They need them in the championship game. So, Bama, Georgia, you know, all these other teams that have a chance, they're going to make it easier on them. And unfortunately, Arkansas has been the easy team to beat over the past few years. Now, if this if this if this was to happen in 2010 and 2011, back when Arkansas football was really good, Arkansas would not have gotten stuck with Florida and Georgia. But unfortunately, if just if you look at it from a seeding perspective, where the one seed plays the eight seed, you know, just like you do in college basketball, that's how it gets set up. The best teams get the worst matchups, and the worst teams get the best matchups. It's as simple as that. So I'm not too bummed about it. Like, obviously, you wouldn't win as many games as you can, and this definitely does not help matters at all. But I like the fact that Sam Pittman, you know, this could be, this could be a learning experience. You know, I don't think Sam Pittman's afraid of getting thrown to the fire. He's going he's gonna to rock, rock with it no matter what, and that's what you want. Don't run away. Don't be scared. Go out and do it and play ball no matter who it's against. And I love that mentality. I love the schedule. It's going to make for great games and great matchups and get to see a lot of great players. Let's just hope that it all happens in the way that it's supposed to happen, and let's just hope that, you know, games get covered uh, by the media, because I'd love to see what it's like and how eerie it is watching a college football game in an SEC stadium with no one there. But anyways, I'm excited about it. I know everyone's excited about having football, and that's really all that matters to me. should matter to you. So let's get it going. Arkansas, when I see the schedule, give me three and seven. That's right. You heard it here first. Three and seven. Three wins. Missouri, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. Give me those three wins. Take it to the bank. You heard it here first. Let's roll. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. This one really bothered me about, uh, I don't know if any of you follow Darren Ravel. The guy's just a chode beyond belief. And, you know, he was tweeting out about how social media is real life. Like he said that. He's like, social media is real life. In fact, I'm going to go back and I'm going to read the tweet to you specifically so you can just know how asinine this is. Uh, This guy would say something as stupid as this. So get this. He's talking about where, you know, football players are taking to social media and and all of that. But, you know, they got to be careful what they put on social media. You know, just just basic stuff that we all know. But anyway, Darren Ravel tweets out, social media is life. They will be on it for the rest of their lives. Nearly half of the Clemson football team is communication majors. They have to learn to navigate instead of avoid it. All educational institutions should seek to educate at every turn. I want to be very clear about this. Social media is not real life. It's not a real life representation. It's none of that. Social media, to me, is like Weird Al Yankovic. It's entertaining, it's fun, it can be even be, you know, pretty good, but it's a parody. It's not real life. It's not the real thing. 
It's an exaggeration of real life. And the people that normally lose themselves to social media and treat it as real life are the people that lash out the most when real life doesn't go their way. When they're not getting the, quote, retweets and likes in real life, like they feel like they should be on social media, they don't understand and they blame other people. It's as simple as that. I don't understand why, and God's green earth, that this would be anyone's, anyone's idea of what real life is, social media. I don't get it. Not to mention to the fact that I was a communication major, and I took a class and even showed up sometimes, and, and it was called Communication in a Digital World. And we had a whole chapter and a lecture on social media. And guess what communication experts and studies and researchers all said? Guess what they said? Social media is not real life. It's a parody. Don't let social media overtake your life. I'm not saying you can't be on it because I'm on it. I'm on it all the time. I try to use it for my job. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just don't let it consume you. Don't let you think that that's what the real world is about. Because if the real world was about that, everywhere you'd go, people would be yelling and screaming at you for how terrible of a person you are. Because that's really all social media is this day, these days. Don't take it too seriously. Have fun with it. But just, you know, take it for what it is. A parody. An exaggeration of real life. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.